Ah, fellow Seamheads, come on out here and join us on the porch. CJ is in. We're talking all things college baseball. The road to Omaha begins in earnest this week with the conference tournaments. We're going to in-depthly look at the SEC down in Hoover and the Big 12 at Globe Life. Stacked fields there. Going to be fun to see who comes out of those bloodbaths in the conference tournaments. We're going to get into the RPI versus the eye test on who should be hosting the regional matchups. Also, of course, with an eye on the Super Regionals and getting those top eight seats so you can be at home in weekend two with Omaha on the line. But you guys know what to do. If it's in the morning, grab that coffee. Phil Stout, if it's in the evening, grab the drink and come on back. So we also preview the Mountaineers projection as well. Let's go. CJ, buddy, ready to rock and roll, man. The road to Omaha starts right here, right now, this weekend. Regular season is complete. Um, and, I, and I'm excited, man. I think this is the time of year where you want to be playing your best baseball. And I think there's some teams that are starting to do so, especially in our neck of the woods, uh, CJ. And, and, man, conference tournament week's a great time. You know, you don't want to peak too early because you don't want to peak this weekend and then not have anything for the next weekend or the following weekend. But, man, great time of year to watch college baseball, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely it is. Um, you know, getting ready, like you said, for the college tournaments. We got the NCAA to follow that. Um, you know, this is when it all – you know, you got a bunch of teams vying for spots, seedings, um, maybe trying to, to move up in regions or avoid a region altogether – um, no, this is, you know, and, and some teams I think that are, that are borderline too of, you know, could host, could not host, um, depending on how, you know, their next week goes. So, um, going to be a, going to be a lot of fun, going to be a lot of action. And it'd be interesting to see too, is those teams that are maybe on the borderline of being able to host, how aggressive are you, uh, in your conference tournament and, and trying to get wins and push forward? Well, I mean, and CJ, I think, the aggressiveness in the conference tournament is not a problem, right? It, it, I look at it and say baseball is different when it, than a basketball conference tournament, right? Basketball, you want to have your legs. You know, you got to play next week. You got only got so much you can show people, right? I think in baseball, you know, you want to be playing hot. You want to continue that good vibe, continue that role, continue playing with that chemistry amongst, you know, all, all the boys there in the dugout, right? So I think that's something that is a little different in terms of pushing forward. You're always going to push forward, right? Um, and – so right, you're I, always going to push forward, but my question is, is like, let's say you're Tennessee, right? You're going to be probably the number one seed at worst, maybe two. Do you maybe not push your arms as far as the bullpen goes um, as much if, you know, obviously you want to win a conference tournament, but do you maybe manage to make sure the arms are a little not as taxed as you would? As you I would mean, I, I can understand that, CJ, but I think, that's a that's a process throughout the entire season, right? I don't think that's something that now this this weekend before the tournament you decide to to turn it off. I think this is the time you want to have these guys continuing to be at their peak, right? So I would disagree on that on kind of holding people back, right? Um, and, and honestly, CJ, the SEC tournament is one that that folks want to go win, right? So if you have an opportunity to win that SEC tournament down there at Hoover. You're going to take it. And so I, I don't see Tennessee uh, slowing down at all. I mean, man, CJ, let's let's just go ahead real quick and get into the some of these conference tournaments, right? 
I mean, the SEC, absolute juggernaut. You think about a, a, a matchup on day one of the tournament between Ole Miss and Vanderbilt. I mean, does it get much better than that? Ole Miss playing hot. I mean, they, they were literally sweeping the board there before they had to go down to Bluebell and play Texas A&M. That's a tough thing. A&M solidifies the two seed. But you got an Ole Miss-Vandy matchup, CJ, in the first day of this thing. Like, yeah, and that's unreal. actually – Yeah, and that's, you know, one of those matchups that, you know, could – could help. I mean, you got Old Miss, a team who's playing really well. Um, as this point, has probably played themselves in. I think they're, oh. you know, on, you know, they're. No, they're pro- I think Old Miss and Vandy both are. If they had any questions, they're they're solidified there. I mean, they probably well, need to win a game in 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 Hoover, but those are big boy programs, and they're both yeah, well, I right think there. For Vandy, for Vandy, it's more about it. Uh, what is a loss due to their attempt to to host a regional? Um, you know, I, I think they've got to win a couple to really, I think, feel comfortable being able to host a regional. Uh, for Old Miss, I think at this point it may just be a little bit about seeding. Oh, uh, I, I think Miss, Old it's Miss for seeding, and it's it's also pride for Old Miss. Jimmy, I mean, they they have done extremely well in Hoover over over the years. It's funny because like Vanderbilt's the five RPI, right? You have the five RPI in the country taking on it. And give me a second here, CJ, as I, as I get to pull up Old Miss thirty sixth. RPI team. So, yeah, like that's your matchup in day one in Hoover. It's phenomenal um, that, that you get to see that that type of thing. And speaking of RPI, CJ, just a little nugget for later, the Mounties are 35. Wow. TCU's 34. Arkansas is 33. Like, so I think that's going to be something we need to discuss a little later when we get in that RPI discussion here. Um, but you got some good teams sitting there in the mid thirties in this thing. So something to something to kind of look at when uh, hopefully these the selection committee is not just all about oh well this team's got a high RPI we got it we got to have them potentially hosting a regional would be a mistake in my book. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I don't think you can should get as caught up in the RPI. You we've seen kind of a regression a little bit of that on the basketball side of things like the rpi plays but it hasn't be it, it's not the huge factor it used to be it's it's not cj real quick and i don't want to cut you off too much here but 37 was texas tech your liberty flames are 40 like the gauchos out there you see santa barbara 38 so like you just want to you want to have a rpi that um allows you to be in that top 50 range, I think. But where you're at in it, I don't think matters as much. Or at least it shouldn't. I mean, it's obviously a great tool to have in your favor, but well, it shouldn't it's, be the all-end-all. Correct. And, it, and it's a great tool to have. Um, what that means is you've played pretty good talent. You've you've played good teams, and you've you've managed to, to hang or, you know, to win your fair share of them. That that helps. Um, and I'm with you. I don't think I, – I think it's a nice little measuring tool. And I think if you get kind of down in the nuts and bolts and teams are even, that's not a bad – kind of tie break if you will at least that's how i've always kind of looked at it Mm -hmm. but it shouldn't be the end all be all that we've seen it be at times um in things and i and i think baseball's starting to kind of trend away from it is they pay attention to it but it's not weighed as heavily as it used to be no definitely definitely not weighed near as heavy as it used to be but it's also a big time tool that's used like it's funny like auburn sixth in the nation rpi right but they're fifth in the SEC tournament. That's a team that's probably going to try and play play some good ball down there in Hoover um, to get themselves moving forward. I mean, they have Kentucky in an opener, LSU. If you win those two games, then you're getting into territory where it's like, okay, we've already got a nice little cushion here this week. 
I think Auburn's team is going to play out, CJ, down in Hoover. I really do. Oh, yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that. Now, CJ, real quick here, when we're talking about the kind of the, the SEC tournament as a whole, um, I mean, it's it's the big boy. It's the granddaddy of them all in terms of the college baseball tournaments. Um, LSU joins the teams we'd already talked about in Tennessee, A&M, and Arkansas uh, with double with the double buy situation. Um, then you've got Auburn uh, kind of sneaking around Georgia, who we talked about mentioning, uh, have mentioned before on the show, uh, being a being a regional type team. I mean, it's it's kind of wild how some teams that have to play day one of the conference tournament could be hosting a regional next weekend and potentially could still even host a super regional. It's SEC is so stacked. Yeah, it is. And it, and it has been for a while. Um, you know, you look there, I mean, there's some really good baseball programs down there with, with history and tradition, you know, Vandy, obviously um, LSU's one, um, you know, Florida has been good, you know, so, I mean, there, there's a lot of really good programs down there. Um, and it, and it is kind of crazy to think that you've got some teams like, you know, we've mentioned them Vandy playing on day one, who's, you know, potentially got a shot at hosting a regional and it's, you're kind of like scratching your head a little bit at that, but, you know, I think sometimes you kind of, you have to forget that at times, especially as how good the SEC is baseball wise. I mean, it's, they're, they're extremely competitive and extremely good. Well, in a lot of it, CJ, I think goes to just the, the programs that have been built down there. Right. I mean, yeah. like, Tony Vitello with, with Tennessee, Tim Corbin uh, at Vanderbilt. Bianco is, is in, has done a great job at Ole Miss throughout the years. Like, you know, the Auburn staff is star-studded. You know, Tim Hudson's actually a pitching coach at Auburn. I mean, it's it's wild. The the level of kind of program and, and talent and, and coaching that you see in the SEC um, on a week-in, week-out basis. And it, it's, it's kind of fun uh, – to, to watch those games, you can get a lot of those on SEC Network here. Essentially, the whole entire tournament is on SEC Network. <clears throat> Unless somehow you get on ESPN, too, or ESPN there for a, for a quick little uh, time filler in the schedule there for the for the mothership. Um, CJ, who, who do you think takes it home, though, buddy? You know, it's tough, too, in the SEC to vote against Tennessee because of how good they've been all year. Um You know, I, but I'm going to go against Tennessee just because that's such the easy pick. Um, I, you know what? I, this is going to be a little bit of heart for me, uh, but give me the Bayou Bengals. Give me LSU to find a way to, to win this thing and host a regional. It could get hot. Could get hot at the right time. Yeah. LSU's been kind of hovering all year in that, in that top, you know, 20 range. Um, and so, yeah, see, Jack. I can see the little Bayou Bengals there coming in and, and having a, having a good week uh, down in Hoover. Um, they've done it before. I think Ole Miss is another team to kind of watch this week. Mm-hmm. Even though that path is extremely tough with Vandy and then a game with Tennessee, they've been playing well of late. Uh, and a team that needs to still kind of bolster its resume uh, a little bit at, at this point in time. Um, CJ, I, I do want to say real quickly, that I think Tennessee, though, in, in general – Going to be a team, though, it's going to be tough to beat. Um, they steal a lot of bases. They've got a kind of a one through nine that just grinds out at bats, plays well together. And, man, that pitching staff, nothing but freshmen and are electric. Um, 
And I think that's one thing that, that kind of could be interesting to watch with Tennessee because they do have so many guys that are kind of young and are in, in sort of haven't been in the huge, huge arenas yet. They've been in SEC games, you know, on the weekends and stuff like this. Chase Burns uh, as a freshman right now, CJ, this year, 7-1 and one with a 2-5-3 ERA in the SEC. I mean, that's, that's impressive stuff. I mean, he has 88 Ks in 67 innings. Then you got that Ben Joyce cat who throws 105 coming out of the bullpen. Legit clock at what, I think 103.4. So, Lindsey Nelson's going to be a tough place to go in the regionals. And uh, I think Tennessee's going to be – I think that's the reason I don't agree with your LSU pick, though. Maybe watch out for Arkansas. That bracket kind of opens up for them up there a little bit. But with the being double elimination, you got to be the best team that week. Everyone's – you know, you're not, you're not just going to make it out without – without being the best team. You're not going to luck your way through a draw to get to a good point. You got to beat everybody. Yeah. Cause it's, it's not like, you know, kind of in, in the basketball tournaments where one bad night beats you. Um, so, um, you know, obviously, you know, game one's kind of a, a big one when you get into those double eliminations, um, you know, cause obviously if you win game one, then, then you set yourself up and you're, you're kind of nice and you only you got, you know, two to get another one. So, um, you know, obviously getting out to a hot start is, is paramount, but you know, one bad night's not going to send you home as long as it's not game three. <laughs> That's true. As long, as long as it's not the game that, that you can't lose, you know, if you lose one early, then, you know, you better be on your a game. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun week down there in Hoover. Another place where it's going to be kind of a fun weekend. That's going to be at globe lights. Uh, the Texas Ranger Stadium there in Arlington, Big 12 championship going to take place, CJ. And I know that's one that's near and dear to our hearts. You know, I think we had to kind of start off the SEC because it is the SEC. But, um, man, it's going to be a fun week in a pro stadium. WVU's done very well in those before. Um, but, man, you look at this Big 12 tournament. I mean, TCU, the one held on this weekend. Tech, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's a four seed, CJ, and some people had them fourth in the country two weeks ago. So, I mean, talk talk to me a little bit about what you see in this tournament and, and what you're kind of looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be kind of a fun one. Um, you know, TCU obviously they didn't. You know, they played some out of they played out of conference this weekend. So, you know, basically all they needed was just for <clears throat> nothing stupid or crazy. They win uh, the regular season title again, back to back. And oddly enough, they're actually the first team to go back to back since they did it in 2016 and 2017. So, um, yeah, I think it speaks to the the depth of this conference um, as far as the baseball goes. I, I think it's going to be a fun weekend. Oklahoma State to me is an interesting one. Uh, they open up with number five, Texas, um, you know, Oklahoma State, a team who early on, you know, had, you know, I think a lot of people thought, you know, that's a national championship caliber team, and I think they still are. Um, you know, they've, they've hit some bumps here as of late, but, you know, you, you get kind of a really good matchup there early uh, with a blue blood in Texas. And, you know, Oklahoma I mean, it's a 9 a.m. game, CJ. Yeah. A 9 a.m. Uh, ESPNU, if you have the opportunity to, to watch that game. I mean, that's – a nice little thing you just turn on you know yeah um you know but i i think the big 12 is going to be a very good um tournament i think because of kind of quite frankly the the depth 
of the conference as far as you know the parity goes. I mean, all those eight, all eight teams that are in are, are you know are are good. Um, you know, they all kind of hung around each other all year. Um, the, the interesting thing for for me is is you look at you know state. You know, obviously, I'm interested in the WVU game, um, but if you look at that four o'clock game, Texas Tech, Kansas State. What kind of mindset are you in if you're K-State? You're, you basically limped into this tournament. I mean, you just got swept by West Virginia to end the year. Like, mentally, kind of where are they is going to be my question. That's – I mean, in Texas Tech, you know, it's going to come out swinging the bats. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's – like, if you're K-State, that's tough. I mean, like, you, you drop – you know, like I said, you, you get swept in Morgantown and then – I don't know, like just kind of where the their mental mindset might be, especially when you draw a team like Texas Tech to open this thing up. I, I know that that was probably the matchup they least wanted. Well, every every game is a new opportunity, you know, in this in this conference tournament. And K State's got to look at it and say, okay, well, we got to go to work here. Um, but Texas Tech's on a mission, I think, to kind of bolster their RPI this weekend and potentially get themselves back. Uh, into that host consideration, which I don't know why they're not. A lot of people have kind of been down on Tech this year. Weekend, you know, past weekend tech for Texas Tech, CJ had swept Oklahoma State. Now they did, uh, they did lose two or three this weekend in Oklahoma, um, but still got the two seed. If they could have gotten themselves a sweep, could have won it. Co-champs maybe even. I don't know how that tiebreaker would have worked. But uh, I think K-State's got to go out there and, and be ready to go, but Texas Tech's going to be kind of hungry and kind of uh, upset with how they finished. So I think that's going to be key. Um, CJ, you, you look at, I think, another team to look at here, and that's that's Baylor. I mean, coming back and beating Oklahoma State there the other night uh, in the fashion they did, I think that's got to build some confidence for them. If TCU lets them hang around, who knows? Maybe the Bears can, can steal a game uh, on this Wednesday afternoon, man. It's, it's going to be fun. Um, Mountaineers' first pitch is at 7.30 with Oklahoma. So that's going to be – extremely interesting um, to kind of see how that goes. I mean, I think WVU, Oklahoma, obviously the past two weekends ago, uh, Oklahoma kind of took it to them, but it's a one-game setting, and it's also in a different stadium. I think kind of home field sometimes can play a huge role, especially with the college game. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, for West Virginia, I think if you're Randy Maisie, um, this is a matchup you can really get your guys up for. Um, you know, the last time you faced them, man, you, you took it on the chin. Um, so, um, I think he's going to have them fired up. This is a little bit of, you know, opportunity for revenge for them. Um, plus you're coming in hot. Um, you know, you get a three game sweep. That's, you know, that, that's pretty, pretty good and pretty impressive, especially when you do it in conference play. So, um, yeah, yeah you gotta I, be I feeling good about that. I mean, yeah, I Scott that, and Tevin Tucker starting to hit the ball a little bit better. I mean, one through nine, you know, Davis also had a good game. Uh, the lineups kind of, showing some depth and, you know, when you score 15 runs back-to-back games, you're doing something right. And then even Saturday, you know, able to manufacture runs and, and uh, you know, put a five spot on the board when you get great pitching. Aiden Major's yeah. coming on, CJ. I'd kind of like to see him. It's going to be interesting to see what kind of role he plays for West Virginia in this Big 12 tournament. Yeah, I, I think his, his development here of late has been huge um, for them. Um, I think he's he's going to play a role um, one way or the other um, as far as how 
how this this week down there at Globe Life goes. Um, if he's if he continues to play the way he's played, um, I think that only means good things um, for him. Like I said, I, I'm not so sure he's the engine that drives the team. I don't. He's definitely not become that, but. You know, I, I think a lot of what happens for them this week down there, uh, he's he's going to be in the middle of it. Some And like I said, either good or bad. Yeah, I mean, I think Major and uh, Ben Hampton will both be key uh, cogs for West Virginia if they're going to make a run down there at Globe Life. Um, if they don't do as well, I think you see maybe an earlier exit. Um, CJ, I tell you, the teams I'm looking at this weekend, uh, I think West Virginia's got a chance to do something if they could get by Oklahoma. They seem to play Texas Tech well in kind of the middle games. If it's not ace on ace, I think that could be a problem. But you're not going to see that in the game, too. I think they could maybe maybe hang around with Texas Tech. But I think Texas Tech, uh, Texas, and West Virginia are the three teams I'm looking at as kind of the teams I would be looking at to make runs. Obviously, TCU uh, with the bracket set up for them. Maybe that's kind of your, your semis there. But uh could be interesting. Yeah, it could be. Um, like I said, I – I agree with all those. I'm kind of looking more, I think, at Oklahoma State than I am Texas because um, I was so high on the Cowboys early in the year. Um, I, I just love Melendez, man. I think, you know, his pure power ability um, might be enough to find a way to get Texas a game. I mean, I know Oklahoma State's, you know, also got Thompson, who's, I mean, hit some bombs this season, uh, 13 of them, CJ. But I just, Melendez, I think, is just, one swing of the bat could change it. And McLean as well. I mean, he's a kid who very impressive uh, for Oklahoma State. So, I don't know, maybe Oklahoma State's got more uh, depth in the lineup. But, man, Melendez, I think, in, could could be the difference in that uh, in that game there early morning, first one to kick off the tournament. Yeah, I, I think you're, you're – I think you're very right there. I think Texas is a very interesting team. Oklahoma State obviously not playing quite as well as they did early, but that's what I'm saying. Like for me, it's just I I, I want to see something out of this Oklahoma State team that reminds me of what I saw early in the year that you know I kept going, yeah, you know what, that feels like a team that's destined for Omaha. Um, yeah, yeah, I haven't and seen I, that. And I could be and I could be wrong. It could be they peaked very very early and just it's kind of come off the off the rails. But uh, for me, I just kind of I want to see if they've if they've got that bow up a little bit in them here and, and really get back to playing the way they were early. I mean, and, and this is the time of year to do it. If you're going to do it, this is the time of year. Um, and I, I mean, I, I know coach holiday and the way kind of the Oklahoma state program kind of works, man, it's not one that's going to uh, kind of sit back and allow something to fester. They're going to take care of it and, and be ready for this week. But it's like, you know, there's going to be a good team, a tournament team in the Big 12 that doesn't win a game and has to get ready for a regional off a two-game losing streak. That's just the reality of this thing. Yeah, I think that's a reality in this one. I think that's a reality in the SEC, too. Um, Most certainly. You know, and I, and that's probably going to be a reality in a, in a lot of your a lot of your conference tournaments. I mean, I think too. the ACC may be, but I don't think they have the depth in their leagues that the Big 12 in the SEC does in the way they structure the tournament as well. Yeah, that's that. That's probably yeah. That's an extremely fair point because uh, the first games for the SEC are single elimination. You're one and done in those. So, um, you know, some of that I think is league size too. But you know, like you said, somebody in the Big Twelve is going to get bounced very early that you didn't expect, and they're going to have to sit there and and fester for a little while till till the NCAA's roll around. Yep, kind of stew on it. 
CJ, speaking of the NCAs, let's get into kind of the the argument and kind of the exercise here of the RPI and how it dictates how some of these people feel the hosts uh, for the regionals go down. Um, what do we have there? You have a projections from NCAA D1 baseball, correct? Yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, okay. d1baseball.com. Uh, the NCAA um, is put it up on their site. Um, it was done a couple of days ago, so um, you know all the the series is hadn't completely finished. All right, but that's um, fine. Going into the weekend, you can kind of make a yeah, you, yeah. An assumption based off the results, kind of what might happen, and, and obviously we got this week to play too. So. Let's, yeah, because um, I don't think you're going to get a whole lot of updates until probably the the conference tournaments are done. I don't think anybody's going to try. You might you, you might have you might have somebody kind of come out with something today, as like we're going to do here. So um, let's let's get to it. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so number one's Tennessee, correct? Yeah, yeah. Number one is Tennessee. Uh, let me give you the the ones they have is the first four out as of right now. Okay, of the bracket. Okay. Yeah, this is 65, 66, 67, and sixty eight. So the first four out. Wake Forest, Mercer, Middle Tennessee, Louisiana. Wow. Okay. I mean, I know Louisiana, very good team, um, and been playing good baseball down there in the fun belt all year. But I'm okay. I can understand that. But when I hear Wake Forest, CJ, at this time, is a team that's on the outside looking in, according to this projection, that's wild to me. Um, Wake Forest has been – kind of around it all year in the AC. They're the 11th ranked RPI team. They're 39, 16, and 1. 15 and 14 in the ACC uh, with a tie that one as well. Like 13 and 14 versus quad one. They've only lost essentially two games versus teams that weren't the best of the best. Wake Forest is in the dance, buddy. Come on. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you. Like I said, they've got them right there on that line. So I They mean, have them out right now. Yeah, but being sixty-five, I mean that. I mean they're well within striking range. I mean, and nothing stupid happens for them in the ACC tournament. What's going on there? And another one that I'll that I'll go ahead and say, Mercer. Um, now, granted, they've been playing good ball in the league that they're in, so that's partially part of it. Um, and maybe having a rough weekend there kind of knocked the Bears down a little bit. Their RPI is a little lower, uh, but still, I mean, I thought they were kind of a team that was looking looking good to get into the dance there for a long time. Uh, and what, what was the third team? Uh, Middle Tennessee State. Okay, I can understand that. can understand that. Com- Conference USA, good RPI league, though, this year. Boys and Murphy's been playing well of late. Always been kind of in that top 50 discussion for most of the year in RPI. But, okay, I mean, 56 at the moment, 29 and 24. I can see them being out. I'm surprised, though, to hear about Mercer, although they have kind of stumbled a little bit. Um of late 12 and nine in the Southern, you know, haven't played as good a ball here down the stretch. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not shocked to see them kind of on the outside, but like I said, all four of these teams are, are in within striking distance. Um, if they can go in, do a couple of things in their, in their tournament, maybe get a little bit of help on the back end, which I think they probably will. Cause you're going to see some, 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 ju- some adjusting to some things here based off of what happens in the conference tournaments. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, you know, one, one thing you can say about Mercer is they got beat uh, by, you know, two touchdowns versus Georgia Southern down there in the borough and a midweeker. They lost two or three to Samford this weekend in their league. They haven't been on that same level that they were early on in, in the conference play. I can understand why Mercer's kind of sliding a little bit right now. But that, that's honestly a team, though, CJ, I could see 
very easily still winning that league, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you're Mercer, I think you, I don't think you have to. I don't think it's a like a have to win to get in, but I think it extremely helps their case. Yeah, I mean, Wofford's kind of come out of the of the pack there in that league, and I think Wofford would still be safe. So maybe best for that league if they want to get two teams in, if Mercer could find a way to win their conference tournament. Um, so CJ, those are the teams on the bubble. Yeah, um, I made a big case for Wake, and I think that's agreed. So we'll take somebody out immediately, eventually here. Um, but let's kind of let's kind of talk a little bit about the, the teams that are hosting here. Um, Tennessee number one, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, no arguments there. I mean, Tennessee's been no. the the team all year. They will host a a regional without doubt, and regardless of what happens in Hoover, they should host a super regardless of what happens in Hoover, uh, assuming they make it through regional. But they'll be a top eight seed for sure, no doubt. Doesn't matter what happens. Yep. <clears throat> um, number two, we're gonna go Oregon State, right? Yep. Oregon State number two. Um, I mean, there's no way you can, you can say anything other than Oregon state being, being right there. They've, they've been very solid all season. Although CJ Stanford did win the PAC 12 regular season championship. Um, so, I mean, I guess you could say Stanford might, might be deserving of being up in that, in that category, right? They did not have a great weekend for CCLA. UCLA needed a good weekend though, but the Beavers are still right there and, and should definitely be a team that probably hosts the super. Yeah. I, I don't have any disagreements with Oregon state at number two. They've been really good all year. Um, a lot like Tennessee. I mean, so they're, I, I they're the number two RPI team in the country for a reason. So, yeah. So number three, CJ. Number three, we go somewhat close to home, but Blacksburg, Virginia and the Hokies of Virginia Tech. Interesting. I mean, I think it's, I think it's fair. Uh, to have them on that level. They've been phenomenal all season long. Um, and they've been playing good baseball of late. And, it, and in the ACC, a, a league that's that good, okay, I can see Virginia Tech being being number three, uh, number three seed, not without a lot of argument. 19-9 um, in the ACC, pretty impressive. Closed well uh, with a sweep of Duke, beat Kansas State midweek. I mean, one, two, or three versus Louisville, beat your Liberty Flames been playing really good baseball of late yeah they have been and i, w- I would say regardless of what happens in the ac tournament probably going to be a top eight seed yeah I, I would think they would need some some serious crazy behind them um to to lose that to to be out of the top eight um but i i don't think you want to have a clunker where you get bounced like within the first two days yeah probably probably fair um a decent performance there should get them into that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Into that yeah, top yeah. eight at this point in time. So number four, CJ, have we seen? A, have we seen a return of the Cardinal? Is Stanford finally getting some love? Stanford is getting love, but they're not getting love at number four. We are headed down to Coral Gables because it's all about the U. Okay. Interesting to see Miami at that point. Little ACC love. The RPI really seems to like the ACC. Um, the Canes are thirty-nine and sixteen. Have a very good pitching staff. They're seventh in the RPI. They had a very good weekend there, taking two or three from a, a team that I think is very good in Notre Dame. Um, I guess I can see Miami there. Um, had it at a sweep of Virginia uh, at the beginning of the month and have played good baseball. Uh, other than really the Florida State series, 
and in, being in Blacksburg and losing two or three, they pretty much have won majority of the weekends. That's for sure. And in a tough league. So I can see them being there. Yeah. I, I don't have a whole lot of issue with Miami being there. Um, like you said, they've played really good baseball. Um, they've played really well in their conference, which has helped. Um, so, um, and I'm with you. I think Notre Dame, uh, as hard as this is for me to say, you know, that they, they've got a very good baseball team this year as well. Um, and Miami has, has, has handled everything almost put in front of them. So, um, it's kind of like we, we, we say about major league baseball, you know, just, just win series is win weekends and the rest of it will take care of itself. And that's exactly what Miami's done. Bingo. And that's exactly what the Canes have done. CJ, let's get to number five. The Auburn Tigers. Okay. Glad to see that in Auburn. I feel like they're deserving of being a host at this point in time. What they've done in the SEC, very impressive. Uh, when you're the number six RPI team in the country, the pitching that they've got all year, uh, 16 and 13 in that league is is grinding. That's for sure. I think Auburn with a good week in, in Hoover will definitely be a team that you're looking at as a super site uh, as a top national seed. Yeah, I, I, I like the fact that Auburn's starting to get some love. Um, they have played very, very well. Um, Took them long enough. Yeah, it, it, it did. And I think some of that might just be wanting to see how how it translated as far as in, in the SEC goes as because that is an extremely deep and talented conference. So It's, it's kind of wild, though, CJ. Like, we started really kind of getting and loving on Auburn a little bit, and then they lost two or three to Arkansas at the beginning of the month. I mean, tough place to go play, right? But, I mean, you lost two or three to the Hogs, uh, you know, even at home. That's a good team. You did lose two or three to, to Kentucky, which also um, took two or three from the Vols. So, it's like, it's not bad, but now you got to play Kentucky here in game one at Hoover. The Wildcats have got to be feeling pretty good about themselves here of late. I think Kentucky's team that's kind of surging into that conversation to being a team that might make the dance, CJ, potentially. I don't know if they're in that bracket or not. Um because they haven't had a great SEC season, but they're going to be pesky. Auburn better be ready. I do love the I do love the Tigers though uh, to host a host a regional, hopefully down there on Tumors Corner. But they better be careful with Kentucky. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think you want to just walk into this thing thinking it's you know a foregone conclusion. No, not at all. Um, I, I think the main difference though, time. the main difference though, CJ is not going to be at KPP, not going to be at the old Kentucky Proud Park, and if it's not there. I think that changes things. Kentucky's not as good a team away from there. No, I, yeah, no, I, I would agree with you there, but I think if you're Auburn, don't, don't sleepwalk into that thing. Yeah. And they're the number five national seed at the moment, according to D one baseball. So that's, it's high praise and, and, and you got to go to work. Um, who have we got at six CJ? At six, you are going to be ecstatic, but we are headed out to Cali and to yes. Stanford and the Cardinals. Palo Alto finally Stanford's, 21 and 9 won the Pac 12, 37 and 14 overall. CJ, I mean, their RPI is, you know, finally moving into that right direction at eight. You got, you got to love what you've seen out of the Cardinal, man. I mean, they are five and eight versus the quadrant one, but very dominant against what are mainly going to be the two and three seats more than likely in this thing. Uh, Stanford, very deserving of finally getting some love and projection as a projection to host a super potentially as well. So glad to see it. It was about time. I mean, heck, you said they were they were the two seed facing Tennessee a couple of weeks ago. So that's crazy. Yeah, I, I think they, they're starting to get some love and some push, which is which is good. And I'm glad to see that. Um, you know, and obviously playing well down the stretch has been a big help. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. So we got at seven there, CJ. 
At seven, we are headed to College Park and the Maryland Terrapins. Okay. Interesting. I mean, I think that's a team, that's a regional that um, I'm not petrified to go into, but 44 and 10 on the year. They're third in the RPI, CJ. Uh, they're 101 in strength of schedule, though. Big 10, not great. They're, yeah. are, they are six on the non-conference RPI, though. You got to give them credit for that. Yeah, I don't know. They're they're the one in all of this that really makes me scratch my head. Um, Being seven is interesting to me. So there's so they're even trying to say they're super sight at this point. I'm just not uh, entirely sold. But then again, they don't lose games, CJ. They're 44 and 10. I mean – yeah, you got to get credit for winning on the field, man. And there's not many teams that have won 40 games. And Maryland's won 44. I mean, they're second in terms of wins in the country behind only Tennessee. So, yeah, they but, definitely are deserving of being in that conversation, though. Correct. I, I, I think they are. But, I mean, if you kind of just look down their schedule, which I did because I, I didn't realize that they were, you know, when I saw the win total and I kind of had to kind of go back and look, uh, you know, I mean – You've got a loss at East Carolina, which isn't. Oh, East Carolina is a solid team because East Carolina is a good team. But here's where I kind of start to scratch my head: you, you lose at Delaware, you you lose two or three to Dallas Baptist, who you and I don't believe should be hosting, but some projections have them. I'll be interested to see if they are later. Yeah, you know, and they they've got some just head scratching losses. Like you take a nineteen to one thumping to Illinois, really? It happened. It happened. I remember kind of being in on that game it was a Friday night. And I was starting to see Maryland winning games, kind of liking them. And they took that, you know, a beating down there uh, in Champaign, Illinois. And it was like, ooh, okay. But they do have good pitching, CJ. I mean, they threw in a perfect game on a Friday this year, man. That's tough to do. So I'm interested in seeing where where Maryland goes. But I don't know if I have them as a top eight. I think you definitely make an argument for them being a host region um, but man, hosting a super there, that seems a little bit out there unless they dominate the big 10 and then they just have so many where you're just like, man, we, we can't ignore this team that we have to give them something. Yeah. I mean, I think that's in the territory they're in right now. Yeah. They've got so many wins and it's, you know, they're 24 and two at home, which is they're, really impressive. They're three and four CJ against quad one teams. They haven't played that many great teams. And I think that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I, I I agree with you there um, on that as well. So I mean, that's that to me is a team to kind of keep my eye on this weekend, just because, like I said, I, I, I at forty four wins that's impressive, but like you said, the strength of schedule is pretty bad, and you know, I just I don't know. Like you feel like maybe they've bolstered the resume by beating up on some really bad teams and haven't really played anybody of any real caliber. And I think at this time of year, that is not what you want on the resume. I'd, I'd 100% agree with you, buddy. Um, so let's go to number eight. Number eight, we are headed to the state of Kentucky and to the city of Louisville. I like it. I like Louisville being there. Number nine on the RPI, 38-16-1 um, and one overall. They're, I mean, they're 18-11 and 11 in the ACC. Um, they're pretty good. They've played good teams all year. I like Louisville being there, CJ. I have no arguments there. I think they're deserving of being a super regional host as well. They've been playing good down the stretch. I mean, they took two or three versus Virginia this weekend. They had a great series there with Vautech, you know, on the road, and they almost won those. Almost took that one. Have a, a shutout 1-0 win this month against Vanderbilt. Louisville's a very good team and uh, deserving of being in that, in, in that conversation. What, what do we got at number nine? 
Number nine, we are headed to College Station and the Aggies of Texas A&M. All right. Folks at Bluebell should be happy. I think they can definitely play their way into a top eight seed if they do well this weekend in Hoover. Um, I think at that point, A&M, they've been surging of late, 19 and 11 in the SEC, 35 and 17 overall. They're, they're trending in the right direction. 20 in the RPI, played a lot of good teams all year. Uh, 16 and 11, you know, versus the quad one, CJ. I'm definitely cool with them being a host regional. Uh, so I, and I'm glad they, that I'm glad that they're looking into that right now, giving Bluebell the opportunity to host this thing. It's an electric atmosphere, CJ. Winning two or three versus Ole Miss this weekend down at Swayze, I think shows the strength of this Aggie team too. Yeah, I, I don't have any issues with them there at nine. Um, you know, it also puts them, you know, in an ability to, to if they play very well um, in the SEC tournament, um, which you know they're going to have the opportunity to do. Um, they really maybe even push themselves into being a being a super regional like, host. And CJ, I'll be quite honest. Of all the teams that we've kind of talked about to this point, right? Um, the only one that's that we haven't kind of given love to that was in that top eight RPI wise was Vandy. Um, they're number five in the RPI. They didn't get any love in terms of being a top seed. Like Louisville was nine, Stanford eight, Miami was seven in the RPI, Virginia Tech four, Maryland three, Oregon State two, Tennessee one. So like they're weighing heavily on the RPI. I think you can maybe give an argument to Texas A&M sitting down there at 20, being a host instead of Maryland. Yeah, no, I, I don't think – you're not going to get a whole lot of arguments out of me yeah. on that. Like I said, I, I think personally Maryland's record is is extremely inflated. Yeah, uh, yep. you know, that, that's just me. Um, but, you know, we'll – you know, obviously these are just kind of projections. We'll exactly. See. I'm excited what to happens see what – When the committee gets in the room. Yeah. Excited to see what Vandy, where, where they're at, if they are even hosting them. What do we got at 10? At 10, we are headed to Stillwater, Oklahoma State. See, that that's interesting to me, though, CJ, because Oklahoma State has been great all year, without question. I mean, they're 15-9 and nine, one of the best leagues in the country. They're 36-18, and 18, you know, on the season. But they've not been playing great of late, you know, at, yeah. at all, really. Um. I mean, yeah, it kind that's... of dips a little in the RPI. I mean, you got swept by Texas Tech last weekend. You lost to Baylor on Friday night. Now, give them a lot of credit for rebounding and winning Friday and Saturday to win the series. But, I mean, you lost to Dallas Baptist midweek at Horner Park as well. I mean, they have they have not played well, and they had lost five straight before, before coming back this weekend and winning two in a row, which I think does show the strength of that team. But, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I feel like ever since they swept Texas – uh, with that big comeback on a Sunday, May 1st, they've, they haven't had to play as well, and they haven't played as well. Uh, interested to see what happens with Oklahoma State. And I'm not sure I have them at number 10, CJ. Yeah, that was tough for me, too, especially considering you're fourth in the conference. They've got the uh, talent, though, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, they've got an absolute ton of talent, um, you know, but, I mean. <sighs> yeah. it's You get to number 10, this is the first the Big 12 team you see, and it's not even – your back-to-back conference champion that is TCU. To me, I feel like that might be a little disrespectful of the Horn Frogs. I, I'd agree with you. I'd agree with you on that, CJ. And I'd also say it's a little disrespectful as well um, to Texas Tech, who just swept Oklahoma yep. State, you know, two weekends ago. Um, nope, completely agree there, too. So where, where are we at with number 11? Number 11, we are headed to South Bend and the Golden Domers of Notre Dame. I like it. I mean, they're 17th in the RPI, 33-13 and 13 on the year. 
Uh, the only thing holding Notre Dame's back is just the weather up there and not being able to play as many games. Sweet batting helmets, by the way. A lot of power in that lineup. CJ, I'm okay with them being right there on the verge of hosting a Super if they had a great weekend this weekend. But they did lose two or three to Miami this past weekend, um, which I think was kind of hurt them. Had they been able to, to win that, I think they'd have been in great shape. But unfortunately, not able to do so. Yeah, and, and that we, you know, had talked, um, you know, kind of just off air how big of a weekend for Notre Dame this could have been because um, you got an opportunity to really showcase against a, a really, really good Miami team. Um, but Miami does what they've done all year, and that's win two or three and just move on. Yeah, and that's exactly what Miami did, yep. <laughs> but Notre Dame being there at number 11, I like it at this point in time. What, what do we got, CJ, for number 12? Well, at number 12, we are going to continue the ACC love, and we are traveling down to good old Tallahassee for the Florida State Seminoles. See, I don't know, CJ. That's kind of, to me, a little bit of a stretch. They're 15 and 15 in the ACC. Florida State was playing hot before last weekend, CJ, but, I mean, you get swept by the Tar Heels down there at Bosch Hammer Stadium, Chapel Hill. Great venue, by the way. Um, you lost a midweeker at Florida. I mean, yeah, you beat Miami two or three, but like it was, that's a rivalry set. And I don't know, man, I'm just not sure I buy Florida State being number 12. I just, yeah, yeah, I don't that's know, man. for me too. Um, you know, I mean, like you said, the Florida's a rivalry game and Florida's always been really good baseball wise. Just got swept um, in Chapel Hill. You're, yeah. Well, you're 500 the, in the I, league. How, how are you number, how are you the number 12 seed nationally? I just, I don't buy that. There's yeah. better teams, there's better teams to host. Well, and this is not the year you wanted to get swept by North Carolina. Uh, this is definitely not the North Carolina of the last, you know, four or five years that has been really, really good. You know, they're they're not that level right now. Um, so that was that was definitely a series that you had to find a way to win. Yeah, and, and you didn't. I just don't see them being in the top twelve. See, I, I think they're I think they're a two seed right now. I wouldn't disagree with you on that. So what do we got there at? Uh... What do we have at 13, CJ? At 13, we got a little bit of pig suey. There we go. Good. I was glad to hear that. I'm like, where's Arkansas at? Like, I started thinking about top eight seeds, and I'm like, whoa, hold on. Arkansas <laughs> wouldn't be a top eight over Maryland? I'm, again, going to question that. Um, but Hawks, 18 and 12, 38 and 16 overall, CJ. The only thing that's hurting them is the non-conference RPI. Being 80th, I think, hurts them. 261 strength of schedule. Um strength of schedule being at 51 in general, CJ, I think is hurting them. Their RPI number is killing them right now in terms of being able to host a regional, which I think is crazy because you see Arkansas play, you know they're a very good baseball team. 18 and 12 in the SEC speaks for itself. 11 and 11 versus the best of the best in quad one. Eh, come on. I'm with you. Woo, big suey. Let's go. Yeah, get, yeah, get, them, get them higher than that. Yeah, I think 13 is a little low for them, uh, but, you know, like you said, um, lot lots still to play for. Um, and they've got an opportunity to to play very well, and and you know they to me I think would be one of the dark horses in the SEC to to walk out of Hoover as a as a conference champ. Definitely, I mean, sweet. But I will say this though as well, CJ. I think the reason they have fallen to thirteenth back to back now weekends, uh, losing the series Vanderbilt and Bama. I think hungry teams that needed it at the right time. But that is peculiar and interesting. Yeah. No, I, I'd completely agree with you. I think that that doesn't help their case. But but if they get a, if they get the host games at Bomb, 
and they do well this week in Hoover, they could still creep into that top eight for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, the other thing too, is you got to remember is just cause you're an eight, you know, top eight doesn't, doesn't guarantee you're getting out of the regional. So. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not CJ. Um, what we'll, we'll be looking at thir- or at 14 now. At 14, we are headed up. We are headed up to Nashville for the Vandy Commanders. Okay. I'm or Commodore. Sorry. Hey, Commanders, you know, you're, you're getting crossed up with football there a little bit with Washington. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard. Yeah. But yeah. number five in the RPI, one strength of schedule, 35 and 19, despite having a losing conference record, CJ. But they're fourth in non conference RPI at 21 and three. They played good people all year. I guess I can see them being there, but it wouldn't shock me if they fall to the two line as well. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that that's very possible for Vandy. Um, I think some of, you know, their love comes off of, you know, what they've been historically yeah. uh, and, and the I mean, fact that you're, they're not losing, you know um, yeah. But I think that also shows, you know, just the amount of talent they lost off of last year's team too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but to still be, in contention and have a you know have a realistic shot at Omaha, I think also speaks to how well they can recruit and coach there as well. Oh, absolutely! I mean, that's <laughs> Tim has built a program there, okay, in Vanderbilt. Um, that's a baseball school. Oh, yeah, in, in a football league, but also a baseball league as well. <laughs> um, CJ, what do we got at fifteen, man? Because I could still see Vanderbilt falling out, but I'm with you. If they have a good week, they'll definitely host a regional for sure. What do we got at fifteen? Well, at fifteen, uh, we've. We've we've got some Big Twelve love here finally, but we're headed to the middle of nowhere in Texas, which is known as Lubbock for the Red Raiders of Texas Tech. Okay, so Texas Tech finally getting some love is to host a regional now. I think they've finally gotten on board. You know, I mean, they have a thirty-seven RPI, which I think is hurting them. They've played some teams in the non-league, which haven't been as stellar. But thirty-six and eighteen, Tim Tadlock and those boys down there at uh, Rip and Griffin, they hit and. They play tough games. I mean, they're 10 and 12 versus quad one. They have played 20 games versus like the bottom of the barrel teams, EJ. I think that's partially why they're not maybe in consideration to host a super at this point in time. But you have a good weekend at Globe Life. You win it. Hey, I could definitely see Texas Tech yeah, popping in that top eight for sure. Yeah, I agree with you. And yeah, I mean, they've they've played some bottom feeders, but they haven't. I could still see them being ahead of Maryland and ahead that's of. That's what I'm saying, because Maryland, you know, is, that's all Maryland has played. So, and they're getting a ton of love for it. So, uh, I think Texas Tech um, at 15, they've got a legitimate opportunity to really play themselves. A little well. disrespected. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. They, you know, um, you know, that's the last thing you want a team that's that good to feel, you know, to have any kind of real bulletin board material headed into a conference title week. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you, you don't want to have anybody be circling <laughs> things. Uh, CJ, what's 16, man? Well, at 16, I'm going to make your day by who I say and who I don't say. Okay, hold on. So, hey, let's let's go ahead and kind of take a quick little guess here, if I can. Okay. Uh, I think Virginia's out there as a possible host. Um, Obviously, I mean, Dallas Baptist is going to be in consideration, but I don't know how. Uh, man, Georgia Southern could be there as well. Um, and then I think perhaps CJ, I think you got to look and say, is TCU in any conversation there? Unfortunately, right now, TCU is not in these projections. They are sitting firmly on the two. Okay. But Virginia, it is not Virginia. We're actually headed out to the West coast of Spokane to Gonzaga, the Gonzaga. But that also means Dallas Baptist is not fine by that i mean gonzaga's played good people in non-league they're seventh in the rpi they're 14 and eight in those games they're 20 and seven in the west coast 
I mean, they've played a lot of bad teams, though. Let's go ahead and say that right now. They're 14-3 and in quad one. They're 10-4 and versus quad two. Four and five versus quad one. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Gonzaga has has the chops, I guess, to be there. They're 27th in the RPI. They're a, they're a conference champion, but I don't know, man. I don't know. They, I mean, they have beat Oregon State on the season, which I think gives them a lot of love. You know, they have beat they have beat Oregon. They swept Oklahoma State as well, by the way, uh, in Stillwater. They they swept Oklahoma State. Uh, you know, those that's that's something that you got to give them some love for, right? And so I guess Gonzaga being in that conversation is cool, um, but I wouldn't be shocked if they still don't host and have to go somewhere else. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily have an issue with them, um, you know, being that, you know, the 16th, whatever, um, and, and getting to host there. Um, like you said, they've, they've got some good wins on their resume. They've got some, you know, strength of schedule issues, but, um, you know, I wouldn't like, say it's too high of a strength of schedule issue though, CJ. I mean, they play no, good it, people non league. They're 66 in strength of schedule. It's not awful. No, it's, it's, it's not awful. Um, but I think, you know, they're, they're not quite the baseball team's not quite the basketball team will play anybody anywhere. Um, but like you said, they, they have scheduled some good games. You get a sweep against Oklahoma state. Um, you know, that's really going to help. Um, like I said, I, I don't necessarily have an issue with that. Um, you know, I personally would have rather seen like a TCU cause I think, you know, like I said, I, I think they're, they're, they're getting a little bit of disrespect there. Um, Virginia, I think is a, is an ad is one that deserves a really good look there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll give you another one here that I think potentially could maybe deserve a little bit of look, look, um, they are firmly on the two line right now, but that's the Huskies up at UConn. CJ, no, not not for a one, because that strength of schedule is so trash. Um, well, but so is Maryland, and we got them sitting at seven. Well, but <laughs> okay, and I and I get that, but I just no, UConn, UConn being at that level is 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 a no go for me. You, you got you got to play. I mean, my question is, why is UConn any different than than Davidson? Then? No, that's no, and that's and that's fair. I, I like I said, I don't have any disagreements with you. I think there's some there's some teams sitting, you know, potentially on two lines here that, that could find themselves moving up that I think, you know, are, are good quality, you know, programs. Um, I mean, they just lost three in a row to two CJ in UConn. We we have to throw that out there. I mean, that has to be noted. Maybe they were looking good before this weekend, but when you get swept by Georgetown, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. No, I agree with you on that. I mean, that that definitely doesn't help their case um, at all. But, you know, they they kind of went the Maryland route and didn't get quite the love Maryland got for it. I'll give you another interesting one here, too. And we mentioned them already as well, um, getting a win over, you know, the 12 seed Florida State. But that's the Gators of Florida. Yeah, I I, I see you on that. They're an interesting case study at this point. They really are. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I guess I guess I can see where you're where you're inclined to, to kind of look at Florida and say, hmm, I mean, they're 35 and 20. They're 15 and 15 in the SEC, uh, which is like, I mean, Georgia <clears throat> and Vandy's getting love for, for different things not being there. I don't know. Florida's interesting to me. I don't think I would have them quite at that level. But it's it's peculiar to look at. They are twenty four in the RPI. They're they're they've been playing well of late too. I think that has to kind of come into consideration. But I'm not sure I have them hosting those CJ. 
No, I probably wouldn't either. But to me, that that to see them sitting where they have them right now, uh, two seed in the Coral Gables region, um, kind of gives you kind of gives me a little bit of a pause to look and say, okay, man, if this team can get hot this week, you know, where could they potentially play themselves to? Oh, 100%. Definitely understand and you can see that. CJ, I want to talk real quickly here um, about a couple teams that, that I'm interested to see where they're at. Uh, a couple in the fun belt in particular. Texas State. State, CJ, where do we have them in the bracket right now? Interested in them. They are a two seed in the Stillwater bracket. Okay, cool. Good good to see that they're getting some love there, being where they're at. Um I mean, I'm, I don't think there's any reason to move them up to that host category. I don't think they're quite there. But if they have a good weekend, maybe they could still sniff around. I mean, six conference RPI. They won the league by three games, 44-11. and 11. They've been playing a hot of late 10 straight wins. I think you could see them moving themselves into, into host consideration, CJ. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I would expect them to win their conference tournament, like you said. I mean, they've – They've probably they they've been the best team, um, hands down. They have, but, but but Georgia Southern's a good team too. So I don't want to. I don't. And Coastal's very good too. I don't want to just hand it to Texas State. Um, I, at this I, point, so I, I don't either. Um, you know, and Coastal's kind of that deadly team this time of year. Like you get them in a bracket format, you just they don't die. Yeah. Um, the boys so, in the two are good, man. Twenty one and eight overall in that league. They've been coming they, around at the right time. Yeah, they think been about good. this. Very, they're going to add conference. They're going to add conference USA's best two teams as well, CJ in the Fun Belt next season, uh, yeah. in Southern Miss and Old Dominion. So, and okay, Louisiana Tech fans, if you want to bark at me because they're second, but Old Dominion was in a super last year. So, you know, let's go ahead and, and take <laughs> that for what it is. I mean, Southern Miss, man, they are. Uh, I don't. I'm surprised to hear they're not in a host consideration. CJ, are they a two line right now? Um, that's what I was looking to see where they were. Southern Miss is sitting on the two line right now in the Nashville region. Oh, okay, Vandy, forty-one and fourteen overall, twenty-three and seven in their league. Got to give them some love. Yeah, uh, and if that, yeah, and I'm just going to say this right now: if that Nashville region actually ends up in what is listed here as a projection, that, what do you got? That, that could be a fun move. You've got Vandy at the one, Southern Miss at the two, Liberty the three, Davidson the four. Woo! That that's, a group, that's a group of death. Original. That's a group of death. It's disappointing to see Davidson as a four seed CJ. Um, I have to be honest, uh, because that means if they don't win this weekend, are they not going to get in? And it's like VCU is very hot playing. They're nineteen and five now in the conference. They are one game back in in the end, thirty six and eighteen. Like Davidson twenty and four and forty two and eleven on the season. And you're telling me that team does not get a look to play. Yeah, that one in the tournament. Like they should be on the three. I think VCU should potentially be a team that could get in as well. Yeah, that one's kind of tough for Davidson because it's it's all going to really depend. Now I know the last four in, according to D one baseball, the last four in were Texas Tech, UTSA, Clemson, Texas Tech, or I'm sorry, U, uh, Georgia Tech. Okay. UTSA. Yeah. Clemson. What? And ODU. Okay, ODU. Yes. But Clemson, yep, Clemson is in Georgia Tech. Last four in. I, I don't know, CJ. That that to me, uh, that's tough to see. That's tough to hear that Clemson is is a team they think is in as well as Georgia Tech. I mean, yes, the ACC is number two in the RPI, but Clemson is 
dead from the bottom last, almost in their Atlantic Division, 13 and 16 overall. Yeah, they had a good weekend, but I mean, them and Georgia Tech, neither one. I don't know. I just, I'd rather see a team like Davidson get an opportunity to play than Clemson. I mean, I get it. Duke, you know, swept or beat Davidson midweek, and Duke's 10 and 20 in this league. That was a tough loss for Davidson to absorb for their tournament resume, but still, come on. Yeah, I, I think that's tough. And like you said, I mean, that that would be a, a regional of death there. I mean, because those are really four really good teams. Um, you know, for me, I, I don't want to see Liberty in that kind of region. Um, but, you know, you stumble the way they have down the stretch that you, you find yourself kind of in those situations. But um, I'm with you. I think Davidson's not quite in getting the love they, they should be. Yeah. CJ, I wanted to hear one more team before we kind of hear where WVU's at and then get on out of here. Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern is sitting. They were a two line, I believe. Yeah, because Dallas uh, will give you this one because I just crossed it. Dallas Baptist is a two seed in the South Bend region. That's Georgia, good. I'm okay with seeing them on the two line. Yep. Georgia Southern also on the two line in the Auburn region. Okay. That's, Along I mean, with, I like seeing yeah. that. I mean, they're an RPI team that's. You know, sitting at number 10 down there, RPI Georgia Southern. Coastal's in as well, correct? Yeah, Coastal is in as well right now. There are three in the Tallahassee. That's good. I, I like seeing that. So and now the, the new Thumb right have five with, teams. Yeah, and North Carolina right now is in as, two, as well as a three in the Auburn. North Carolina? Yeah. Yeah, but they've been playing hot. And I think you, you got to give North Carolina some credit there. They've really come on the sweep this weekend like they got – you'd have to have the Tar Heels sitting there. Um, oh, no, I you have to. With you. Yeah. Uh, CJ, one other quick team here we want to hear about, and that's WVU. What's our tournament projection at this moment? Well, as of right now, we will be making the short gallop to Blacksburg. As the three? As the three with, obviously, Georgia Tech as the host. East Carolina right now is the two seed. Hmm. Um, I think East Carolina, I think they're running like a 19 game winning streak. Yeah, they've been playing well. <laughs> they've been playing, playing, playing really well. The us is the three, and then a team we are familiar with only thankfully to football last year, but Long Island. So Long Island's the four. Yep, the Sharks. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, ECU CJ 20 and four in that conference, 38 and 18 overall, the 25th RPI team. Two and seven squad one, though but they have won 14 straight games. 14, and they've, yeah. they've got an American tournament as well this weekend uh, to contend with. Long Island, though, CJ, that's – that's you wouldn't watch them playing football. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, they are. 18 and 9, 34 and 18 overall. Don't sleep on them, I guess, there, if you're the uh, the one-seeded Hokies. But... Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't sleep on hey. them, but not one I don't think you'd – Yeah. Super stress over. So hold on. So Blacksburg Regional, we know the Virginia Tech's affinity for the uh, the rally starter there. And if you don't know, look it up. It's interesting. <laughs> if you want to know, you know, the fact that it's worked a few times is crazy. The fact they caught it on camera once is even wilder. Um, but uh, man, that's a that's one I'm okay with. If WVU gets a three seat in that, It'd be kind of fun. Like you said, Blacksburg, a drivable destination. For Mountaineer Nation, uh, good baseball, and East Carolina's playing well as well. That'd be a fun, a fun little regional. Yeah, I mean, that would definitely, definitely be a fun little regional. And one that I think you come out of. I mean, I know Virginia Tech's played well this year, but I think you could hold your own and wouldn't be scared of them. 
No, I, I wouldn't disagree with you there at all. I think you could definitely that that's a very winnable region, um, you know, but I mean, like I said, you know, you're talking about East Carolina, who's played extremely well all year, Virginia Tech, who's been playing well all year. But if you're West Virginia, that's close to home, get an opportunity to get some fans down there and in a region that's not, you know, going to be really loaded, um, you know, a good a good weekend and you could find yourself moving on. I mean, and, you know, the argument you can make for West Virginia is they're, you know, two games away from being a Big 12 champ. I mean, that league was very tight this year. And uh, the top five, or you want to call it the top six, really, because um, there was a tie for fifth, good baseball. Good baseball is being played, solid baseball. There's obviously three teams that weren't as good. And a lot of teams kind of uh, made money against those folks like WVU did with the uh, eight and one record versus K-State, Baylor, and Kansas. Yeah, so um, – and, and there's definitely still some some room to to move up if you're West Virginia. You know, obviously a, a good week in the Big 12 um, could really, really change kind of where you're at. Um, it could. You know, I, I mean, because that's the third-ranked com- conference in terms of the RPI. That's getting some love. If you have a good week there, you're going to have a couple good wins again. Maybe you can get off that three-line, get into the two conversation, hopefully. Yeah, I definitely think that's, you know, a, a doable for West Virginia. I think to move to the two, I think you're talking, uh, you're, you're talking at least getting to the semis, if not. Maybe yeah, I think if you get here. to the semis, I think you're looking at a two potentially. Um, Because you're you got to think, too, you're probably now baseball does not necessarily prescribe this theory of like two versus 32 necessarily. They do a lot of regionalized uh, kind of seating, so to speak, in, in the regionals that are hosted. They want to make it kind of at least possible for people to get out where they need to get to. So it's not like if you're Virginia Tech being the three seed, it means that it's the, it's the, you know, the third week or the third weakest, then two seed and the third strongest three seed. It's not necessarily that exact uh, just so people kind of understand that. Yeah, this isn't, yeah, this isn't like the basketball tournament where they're, you know, supposedly one through 68 or whatever. Yeah. And your top seeds kind of get some regional bias and then everybody else falls where they do. Um, they try and regionalize it as much as they can for everybody, really. Yeah, and I and I think baseball does a really good job of that because that way, you know, the fans and families can can get there and, and see. So, um, I think they do a really really good job of that. Um, probably, probably better than any of the sports do. Um, I agree. I agree. You know, so and it's and it's a little harder in some of the other ones um, to do that with, but. Um, yeah, I mean, you could still find yourself moving up a little bit uh, with a good week um, and still finding yourself in a pretty easily drivable area. Let's hope. Let's hope for Mountaineer's sake it could be that way, CJ. And, man, the road to Omaha is officially begins this week because when it really gets rolling. And then, dude, just the fact that we're ready to go 100% full speed ahead into the selection Monday, next next Monday, Memorial Day. You get the bracket, and then following week on Friday, man, the toe meets the rubber, CJ, on Friday afternoon, man. Strap it on. Time to get between the lines, man. And uh, I, I love allow, it. Let's do it. Yeah. Allow for it to go. Hey, CJ, thanks for joining me, brother. I think we fooled him again. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Um, going to be interesting to see how this thing goes, man. Let's get into June. It's, it's, it's time. It's go time for college baseball. And uh, thank you guys for joining us. Kind of on the road to Omaha. Uh, until next time, y'all. Take it easy.